Thanks, Zoom. Recording's in progress, according to her. And if you can't trust her, then who can you trust? Exactly. Zoom, her reputation, as far as I'm concerned, is unimpeachable. That woman is a saint. A saint. I'm just hoping nothing comes out about her, you know? Yeah, especially that thing she did with the... the that boy at the river. <laughs> we don't talk about that. No, we don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> so tell me about this hat. This hat, it, it, oh, let me tell you, they pulled out all the stops. It is exactly the kind of quality and attention to detail that you would expect from from the Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin brand. Yeah, the Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin brand and associated Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin family of products. Absolutely. Yeah, so this hat, uh, don't worry listeners, we'll be with you in a moment. Uh, this hat, was, you tell me, made available uh, if you pre-ordered the game from Game Spot? Stop. 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 As I said it in my head, I was like, don't do that thing where you conflate GameSpot and GameStop. Again, Steph, you fool. You will embarrass yourself in front of Elsa. And I've done it. It's the classic goof. My friend, it's the classic goof. You've made a rod for your own back. Oh, I have made the the proverbial rod. Mm. I've trebucheted my own pig into the ocean on this one. GameStop, the store, the shop, the brick and mortar retail outlet for video games that's in America, uh, which I don't get anymore because I'm not in America anymore. I used to live there. Yeah. Now I don't. That's how that works. But like, do do you? The, my question, yeah, is uh, is do do you still have, do you still have game like all caps game? We do have game in all caps. It's a great place to go if you want to buy non-game related items. Uh, I recently uh, visited game. I was in Sheffield for my wrestling training and went into Meadow Hall, which is a big shopping mall there, where currently uh, the uh, billboards, the um, sort of light-up billboards that are all over the shop, currently have my face on because True Grit Wrestling has a show uh, this weekend at the time of recording, and they bought a bunch of ad space at Meadow Hall. Um, so if you want around the mall, you might see my face. But I was there the other week, went into game, and got a Transformers a little Transformers box set of toys from the Legacy range. I only wanted one in it. It was a spin-off Insecticon Ransack. It's black and yellow, and I like it, so I got it. Though in fairness, I did get a game-related thing. I got a Commodore 64 Mini, which is a great item if you want to be reminded that Commodore 64 games are universally, with the exception of Whizbowl, shit. Does it have like a, 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 a mini cassette player on it then? Like attached to it? Uh, no. No, it's got a replication of the joystick, which is a bad idea <laughs> because it's accurately replicated in that it's shit. Uh, so you've got that horrible, boxy, wobbly, inaccurate joystick. And then the Commodore 64 keyboard. It's a replica. The buttons don't work. It's like a solid plastic shell with the keys lined up that don't do anything. And that's it. That's your whole bag. I was trying to explain this to uh, my husband, Phoenix, uh, who is... Um, just that bit younger than me that my top-notch cultural references uh, are not familiar. And then I wither and skeletonize before their very eyes as I become older and older uh, with every passing I don't get it that comes out of their mouth. I mean, I was born in 1988, so you're, you might be in for like a, a, a Portrait of Dorian Gray moment. Ooh. I mean, the only reason I know 
anything about the Commodore 64, and, and woe betide me for saying this, is because I watch the occasional angry video game nerd. I used to watch that. I met him once. Oh, yeah? I met I met the angered video game nerd at uh, one of the screw attack conventions that they did for a couple of years. Oh, dear. Yeah, this is back when I was relevant. Screw attack? That takes me back. Screw attack, yes. Uh, I was at the convention and I met him and shook his hand and said, hi, I'm um, at the time, you know, the business name Jim Sterling, which I don't use ever now. Like, it's still my handle everywhere and I say it's for business, but ever since transitioning, I am just Stephanie everywhere. But, you know, introduced, hi, I'm Sterling, what have you. He he looked at me confused, like he'd never seen anything like me before. And this is pre-transition, so it was just a fat gamer. Uh, but he just sort of was squinting at me and had this polite smile where you could just tell behind it, he was like, who is this dickhead? What is the relevance of this thing before me? I'm sure it wasn't that nasty. It was just slightly confused. Uh, that's also the same event where Jack Thompson, the uh, notorious uh, lawyer uh, who uh, w- was very much like me, was also relevant in the 2010s and isn't anymore. He passed by me uh, in the public lavatory uh, that was uh, there at the time. I said there at the time as if, yeah. like, here... Once there stood a lavatory. I'm sure it's still in there. It's a fucking, it was a hotel in Dallas. Who knows? Maybe, like, you know, I used to work at hotels, you know, uh, at some point during renovation, they were just like, you know what, this, this toilet, it's gotta go. It's gotta go. If if word gets out that Jack Thompson was in here, <laughs> we're going to lose all of our respect with anyone who, who considers stuttering Craig to be an aspirational figure. Is just going to is just going to shun us for life, and we we depend on that, right? Those obnoxious gamers who 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 do the the, the Colossus scream from the X Men arcade game in our lobby. That's our lifeblood. That's our bread and butter. <laughs> I knocked a small boy's hot dog out of his hand at that event. Good. <laughs> it still haunts me because I didn't handle it well. I mean, everyone laughed except for the boy, but I panicked. I had a bag and sort of swung it over my shoulder. Little kid behind me, hot dog knocked out of his hand. I turned around, looked at him, looked at the hot dog, looked at him, and instead of apologising or coming up with anything reconciliatory in any way, I looked around, turned and ran. (laughs) And... For anyone who wasn't the boy, it was apparently quite the comic moment because it did utter um, quite a bit of of revelry uh, from the crowds that had gathered round, specifically me, as they got to see this this person who, again, as I say at the time in the uh, mid-2010s was somewhat notable, uh, knock this uh, fast food convenience from this boy's hand and then run like an adult. I I still feel I feel genuinely bad about it. I mean, obviously the kid's probably like you know forty five now. It was that long ago, and and may never remember it, or may rue the day. Maybe this is like a Kill Bill type of situation. Oh no, where um like this 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 child is now training for years, just years and years and years, and one day you know you're just gonna be sat you know maybe in a park. With like a Greg sausage roll, mm. and somebody is gonna is gonna just come up and just look you dead in the eyes, and just say, "Steph, look at me." And we'll have the whole wow, 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 I'm sure the whole build up. And then he'll just he'll just smack the bottom of your hand. Oh no! Sausage roll will go flying in slow motion while the theme music from Requiem for a Dream plays. Oh god, no! And and you'll just you'll just watch this happen <laughs> and stare into the middle distance, eyes wide, jaw slack. And the worst part is, Bill tried to warn me. He came to my trailer out in the desert and I was like, that man wants his revenge and we deserve to lose our sausage rolls. But then again, so does he. So I guess we'll just see, won't we? And I will see. And I don't want to see because Greg's sausage rolls are sub-delicious. 
They're, they're, they're that perfect blend of tasty but not very tasty. Uh, it, it's the perfect British snack. And I don't want to lose a single one. I want one so fucking badly. I want one so fucking badly. Like my my dad, right? My dad, his name is Greg and he is English. And if he's been keeping these sausage rolls from me for my entire life for <laughs> for 34 fucking years. What a monster. That that would be truly monstrous. You don't keep a Greg's from a person. No. No. You don't keep a Greg's from a trash girl. It's what it's what we live off. The British variant of the species. We scuttle from Greg's to Greg's looking for sausage rolls. Actually, it was the first thing that, well, it was the second thing that happened to me when I came back to the United Kingdom uh, after 14 years away. Because, you know, those familiar with me will know that story. I was in the United States for a long time. Well, literally 14 years, I just said. First thing I did, kiss my husband. Second thing I did eat a sausage roll that was at the airport. Um, there was a Greg's in the airport. So Phoenix kissed me and then even more romantically and beautifully took me a sort of hundred yards down the uh, hallway uh, and got me a sausage roll and bought it for me. <sighs> and then I ate it, num, num, num all up. And then I said, is it, is it all right if we kiss again? Because I know you're vegan and I've just had a sausage roll. And it was okay, everyone. Really? It was okay, and that was a romantic story. So then the vegan diet allows you to to have a little bit of, like, um, sausage roll vapor and, and spit. Yeah, like, you can, you can sort of get the, the aromatherapy version of a Greg's, I suppose. If you, if you eat that and then just sort of exhale mm. right up their nose, you know? <laughs> like, a, like a sausage roll blowback. Yeah, that is the most... Oh, that is the most erotic thing mm -hmm. that I think I've heard since the last time I heard Jonathan speak. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to get pastry crunk, uh, what you want to do is buy like 10 sausage rolls and then sit in a car with someone and uh, sausage box them. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh let me tell oh, you, there is, there is nothing hotter than getting sausage boxed. Sausage boxing. There's a money-making opportunity. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's been exploited enough. Sausage boxing. Sausage. Now that, there's many ways that could go. I'm thinking a pop-up. I'm thinking a pop-up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, of course. Every, every new idea uh, these days, every innovation in the tech marketplace, because this is a tech idea, uh, will be a pop-up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, just a sausage sauna. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we get little tiny boxing gloves and put them on the end of sausages. And then one, one person each holds one, and then they just sort of wobble it on each other. And I guess the first one to snap uh, loses, so you've just got to snap the other one. It's sort of like a cross between um, those punching boxing robots uh, from Retro Toys. Rock'em Sock'em Robots, yeah. Yeah, it's like a cross between Rock'em Sock'em Robots and... Looking and behaving like a dickhead in the street. I mean... That's my vision for, for sausage boxing. I, I think you are really going to disrupt the marketplace here, Steph. I love disrupting the marketplace. I, I, I look at a marketplace, I get so fucking angry at it, and then I, I just sort of walk among it, upturning the, the various stalls and uh, uh, throwing sausages into the... Uh, what if the boxing gloves were made of sausage meat? Right? You get two students who you've convinced this is a good idea. Like, we tell them we're from, like, the jackass people. We're like, they're coming back. Jackass too. Jackass harder. Uh, and, and we just convince them that they'll be on TV if, if they mash all this sausage meat around their fists and just batter fuck out of each other. Battered sausage. That may be the, the most masculine thing I've ever heard coming from you yeah like just just in terms of ideas it's 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 so masculine you could market this to the mugtow of the world mm, the men going their own way the men's rights activists yes their their own way which they're obsessed with meat right isn't that their their like part of their brand i seem to talk about it a lot yeah they uh look up to sort of fellas like that jordan peterson who's always like i only ever eat meat it's all i eat why is my toilet paper red when i look at it after i've done wiping my bum 
Uh, I believe that was from his last university speaking tour. Jesus fucking Christ. It's funny because that guy looks like a Muppet. He does. He looks and sounds like a Muppet. He looks and sounds like if Bert from Sesame Street grew up and got all of his news and commentary from the Daily Wire. I think rather than describe what he looks like, I think you've just described what happened. Oh, yeah. I think that's just a factually accurate portrayal of what happened. Well, if that's the case, I don't want to dead name the man. That's his job. (laughs) Oh, that was a quality goof. I'm running out of time. What do you mean this meeting will end in 10 minutes? Why is Zoom time limiting me? I don't know. In 10 minutes, this is going to go. I'm not... I'm not upgrading to pro. What is pro? Fuck off is what it is. By the way, listeners, I, this, this is, if, if you ever wondered, like, who's in charge of, of running podcasts, the, the various podcasts that Steph's on, it ain't Steph. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Oh, why? Oh, shit. We were meant to synchronize. Shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You know what? That's, 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 that's fine. We're, we're. We're agents of chaos, or agents of chaos. Oh, right, yeah, that Stranger in Paradise hat. Yeah, that was supposed to be the theme of the whole... That was the theme yeah. uh, of, of what we're doing. So, GameSpot, stop! God damn it, Stephanie <laughs> Sterling, you artichoke heart. Game stop. Stop. Offered these yes. baseball caps, these baseball capulets. Stranger in Paradise, and I'm looking at them now. Stranger of Paradise. Of Stranger of Paradise. Yes. Final Fantasy Origin TM. Because you, you, were, we were going to talk about Elden Ring on this one, which I, at this point, it'll be a miracle if we get to it. But in, pre- in preparation for talking about Stranger of Paradise, a Final Fantasy story, and its relationship in your history to the Elden Ring, uh, you wanted to get one of these hats because you didn't at the time. I didn't at the time because I, for some fucking reason, I pre-order, I, I usually only pre-order things if there's something Final Fantasy related involved. And and I pre-ordered it through Square Enix's own online shop. And what Stranger of Paradise taught me is that that's a bad idea because I got the game, like, maybe five, six days after release. And I, I, I got no hat. There was there was no hat. No black trucker style cap with the game's title emblazoned on the front so that everyone who saw me could know that the video game exists. Yeah, that's that's the ultimate sort of prize for yeah. for pre-ordering the game is to essentially just be a walking billboard. Yeah. As I guess all branded apparel, apparel, apparel. It's apparel, isn't it? I always say apparel. Apparel sounds like a medicine. Yeah, or a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Apparel. Leonardo Donatello, Michelangelo and apparel. I believe that was the four of them. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then I think for a little while there was a girl one called yes. uh, Amanda Palmer or something. <laughs> why did that? Why was that the first thing that came to mind? Yeah. I don't know, but I like it. But yeah, these hats, which are sometimes it can go either way when it comes to pre-order items, collectors' editions of games. Either, like, if you don't get them when they come out, either they will be found on ebay or the like super cheap or super expensive there's no in between on that oh god don't get me started on the um i have i have a perfect a perfect analogy actually is it's it's i remember when i was interested in this this will take you back uh a decade mm-hmm. but do you remember i know you don't but do you remember defiance i remember I remember the name. Define. I remember the name. Let me see if I can recall it off the top of my head. Oh, this is a fun game. I'll ask for clues and see if I can guess it. Uh, Defiance. Was it an action game? Yes. Was it published by a 
third party publisher. Yes. Okay. So ten years ago. Was there shooting? I don't know how you possibly could have guessed that, but yes. Okay. Video games in 2013, not really well known for having. Okay. Ah! Ah! I don't remember. That's okay. Neither does anybody else. That's fine. I'm going to look it up now because I do know the name. I do know. I, I was at one point familiar with Defiance. I mean, it, it, it was... Oh, jeez. It was the Transmedia Synergy one. Oh. That had, like, a third-person shooter MMO deal mm-hmm. and and a, a tie-in television show with the gimmick being that whatever happens in one will occasionally have some sort of impact on the other. I do like that uh, Defiance, the Wikipedia entry for the Defiance TV series, says is an American science fiction Western drama television series. Is. Not was. Which suggests it's still going. It's not. It very, very much is not. (laughs) It stopped two years after it aired. But I do like that someone in charge of the Defiance wiki page is cracking on that it's still a thing because they've not let it go. Because the one other person who remembers Defiance is not letting it die. Good. Good, let someone keep hope alive. Because I I actually kind of liked the show. It was very derivative, but also it was fun to see a science fiction show where all of the aliens were just people in makeup saying a bunch of made-up alien words. And, you know, like Graham Greene is in it and Jamie Murray is in it. Mm-hmm. But I bring it up because the game was, it was a Treon Worlds production yeah jesus fucking treon worlds it was it was very heavily promoted you know it was supposed to be a big live service thing before live services back when they were just still calling them mmos yeah and i guess defiance was hearing the buzz uh, around final fantasy 14 and decided to take a bite at that so big collector's edition obviously um it came in like a chest had a a messenger bag they didn't tell anybody it was canvas so when it wasn't no one cared right they didn't just tell a lie so people were okay with it and and also it came with a a statue of one of the game's monsters uh the hell bug the hell bug i'm looking at the uh collector's edition now on um ebay.com co.uk this is certainly on uh, one end of the spectrum in terms of what we were talking about with yeah. either really cheap or really expensive. Uh, but yes, um, so as you were saying, the uh, collector's edition had a hell bug with it. Yes, it was nice. It was a nice, a nice little statue. Sturdy. Yeah, it looks decent. One of the nicer statues I've seen. I, I, I'm not like a huge fan of, of the statues that come with collector's editions most of the time. They are mostly shit. I have, I have a few that are quite good the ones that come with um the final fantasy 14 expansions are like better than they have any reason to be but the defiance collector's edition when i was interested in the game when it was still available which it no longer is can't possibly imagine why it's because the game's shit it's 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 just a like a bare minimum bog standard third person looter shooter in 2013. Yeah. So like this was a this was a post Borderlands 2 world, you know. People had better. And I didn't even like Borderlands. But the collector's edition was very cheap, very very cheap. And I I I'm guessing it still is. Yes. There's currently one uh that's uh got two bids on it, uh £8.50. So you're looking about 10 bucks. Uh, the ones that are pre-bought, we're looking between 20 and 25 pounds, um, which I don't know the exact conversion. So let's say 30 bucks. Oh my God. Those are the two cheaper ends. The others are trying sort of between 50 and 65. A couple of real chances have gone up to like 145 pounds. <laughs> but why would you go for that when, you know, we got these at the bottom end? Yeah, so anyone who's like, who's been listening and they're like, you know what? 
I like the sound of that Hellbug statue. Uh, yeah, you can pick it up for uh, comparative peanuts now. And while you're there, you can help yourself to a uh, Aliens Colonial Marines uh, collector's edition for like 50 quid. Of course that got a collector's edition. Why the fuck wouldn't it? Oh yeah, I never actually, I never got it. It's got a, a statue of uh, someone uh, being attacked in a power loader by an alien. The statue looks garbage. It looks like bog standard collector's edition video game statue quality. Oh. Uh, which, uh. yeah, always subpar, like sub subpar. Like it's, it's about half a Greg sausage roll on the quality scale. Oh. Just very like simple, shitty paint job. I'd love to have it. it looks terrible. <laughs> but yeah, it's always difficult collector's editions for new intellectual property because i always find that very arrogant yeah i'm like how do you know how do you know that there's going to be any collectors for your game but then if i buy the like i'm a consumer whore despite as as much as i sort of rail against capitalism i'm as big a sucker as anyone else and i will i do like my shiny trinkets and if i really love 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 a game then yeah i'm gonna want some nice mementos of it. So the risk is, like, I'm not inclined usually to get a collector's edition of a brand new IP because I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be good. I don't know if I'm going to be a fan of this, you arrogant clods. Well, wait a second. Are you telling me you didn't immediately invest in the collector's edition for Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning? I wish I had. I, I like that game. How much is that one? Because wasn't it, like, wasn't it pretty pretty pricey actually yeah wasn't it like 500 bucks or something utterly stupid i think it was stupid money i remember i remember 200 being because i remember you specifically using the phrase 200 cunting dollars <laughs> that sounds about right here we are here's a new story from oh wait no that's kingdoms of amala re-reckoning uh no i want the original i want what was the original they did a, a collector's edition for the uh, remake as well apparently or the remaster wow uh, how much was that one i don't know they haven't got a price on that one it came with an amala keychain and a statue oh. of a person of alan Shearer, not not the footballer alan Shearer, uh some dual wielding elf lady alan Shearer. i mean i definitely don't have enough elf tits in my collection maybe i should look into this i mean you can never have enough elf tits i don't know i play final fantasy 14 oh that's true you probably get your fill yeah and then some more cat girls than elves though game spy game spy powered by ign is telling us that the collector's edition well man they've only got one price which is for the solid resin troll figurine uh, apparently that normally retails individually for $125, or it did in 2012. <laughs> um, but they've got no information as to what, how much the original. Let's just say, let's just say it was 200 cunting dollars, and leave it at that. It's currently uh, around about the 80 pounds mark on eBay. Ooh. Oh wait, no. Again, I'm looking. This is re-reckoning. I'm only getting the re-reckoning one. They're just trying to unperson the original version of the game. Yeah. Just be like, no, this 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 didn't happen. That said, I am kind of wanting to play uh, Re-Reckoning again. I really liked Kingdoms of Amala. I've heard good things. It was a flop compared to what they were trying to do with it. You know, they wanted it to be this huge... Well, it was EA. They expected a massive... There was going to be an MMO. Oh, Jesus. And very much like with Defiance, like media tie-ins. It was a huge... They did that with Dead Space as well at the time. Yep. Uh, the first Dead Space, you know, they had the animated movie, books, comics. Um, this That was EA's thing. And it was a big sort of... That sort of late 2000s, early 2010s was a big thing for the game industry at the time. They, they wanted everything to be cross-media, uh, and that didn't work out for them. Every fucking game had a novel mm -hmm. every single one 
Actually, you know, I, uh, a couple of the Dragon Age ones were pretty good. I was actually going to say, I enjoyed the prequel novel to Dragon Age Origins better than I did the game. Honestly, same. Like, uh, The Stolen Throne, it was called. And, and, and I thought that, you know, it was, it kind of had the Kingsglaive effect. I'm, I'm sorry that everything I say loops back into Final Fantasy somehow. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, you know, I'm married to Phoenix and, and... Any video game conversation with them will actually go back to Dragon Age. Well, it had that Kingsglaive effect of it, it provided much needed context for the game itself. Although in, in the case of Dragon Age of uh, the Stolen Throne, it was very much just a, a, a sort of novel length answer to the question of why the Dragon Age antagonist Loghain is like this. Yes. I uh, got a lot more out of the game having read that book. And see, I liked Logan as a character because of the book. Yeah. Even though in the in the game itself, all he does is he just, you know, we must make Ferelden great again. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that was that was his whole shtick. He was trying to he was calling for a complete and total shutdown of Orlesians entering the mm-hmm. entering the kingdom. I will say as well, one big disappointment I had with the game was I read the book before the game, because it came out before the game, and I'm like, I can't wait to see the villain they've set up in this book. That complete asshole dickhead or legion uh, ruler. Yes! Who is in, like, a scene in the book, and never again. Not in the game at all. Yep. And like, he was really like such an awesome dickhead from what I remember. And I was really looking forward to seeing him. And then there's no- nothing about Orle except for Logan's hatred of it. Yeah, which just makes him seem like a jingoistic dickhead, which he was. Yeah, he is. You just don't get to appreciate exactly why without the, the book. One of the rare occasions where a, a video game tie-in novel is actually... Well written, I think. There's another one that preceded Origins, but it was after the Stolen Throne. It was called The Calling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a bunch of people going in a fucking cave. <laughs> but it was pretty good. Yeah, okay. I tried to read an Elder Scrolls novel once. Oh, God. Insipid nonsense. Uh, and the book wasn't very good either. <laughs> 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 Oh, nailed him. Nailed him to the fucking wall. Oh, I don't know if the Elder Scrolls as a brand will ever recover. Right? I think, honestly, Bethesda's uh, stock is tanking. Uh, Microsoft now trying to sell the company back off before it completely buttons out. Uh, we've got them. We, we finished them with that. Sla- it, it was a goddamn slaughter. Have fun with Starfield now, motherfuckers. Eat shit. Right? <laughs> oh dear so yes uh the stranger in paradise hat yes we're going right back to the the stranger of paradise hat yeah i keep saying stranger in paradise do you know why i do that it makes more sense you're absolutely fucking right it makes more fucking sense stranger Strange, what? Stranger of paradise of paradise of paradise see god Square Enix products and their fucking naming conventions, <sighs> or lack of convention thereof, drives me up the... And I apologise for what I'm about to say. Fucking wall. It's a bit extreme, but I'll allow it. I'm sorry you had to hear that, Elsa. I'm, I'm sorry. Just Oh, shit. Ow. I tried to stand up. The cord of my headphones was under my foot. Are you okay? I'm fine. I just managed to... <laughs> I just managed to apply an exquisite neck wrench to myself. So good at professional wrestling, I do it to myself by accident. Uh, I'll be back in one second. Dead air's a crime, so I'm just going to keep yelling while I go over here and get my phone. Now, some might think it's unprofessional to just suddenly start uh, texting your partner uh, halfway through a podcast recording, but there are no energy drinks in the house. Oh, uh, can you grab me some monsters on the way back? There's an in 
the house. There we are. It's just if I if I go the whole day without one, I'm going to wake up tomorrow with a headache. I don't have a problem. Just habits of trying to medicate ADHD for decades. Yeah. Uh, not not a problem. No. Not a problem. No. I just need like lethal amounts of caffeine to help me sleep. You know, we've all got our foibles. Yeah, and that begs the question, uh, do you think we're going to talk about Elden Ring eventually? No. Probably not. I think that's I think that's going to have to be the main thrust of another topic. Because um, we haven't even finished talking about that. We haven't finished talking about this brilliant hat. I think the, this this the pilot episode of this show that will have a name by the time it's posted... <laughs> It's basically the first topic of our pilot debut is a hat. That's what it's come down to. And we've we've gone on a, a lovely adventure along the way. You know, we've talked about collector's editions. We've talked about cross-media. We've talked about Greg's, the sausage roll people. Uh, all this and much, much more. Uh, people can't say they haven't got value out of this. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, but this uh, stranger in the paradise hat from GameSpot. You're just doing it on purpose now. I'm just leaning into it at this point. What what more can you do? Uh, did that have a collector's edition? You know, it didn't. Interesting. I mean, neither did uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. That is true. It had like... It had a deluxe edition. Yeah. But that was just a steel book. Like, that's not like what... That's not like the $400 one that Final Fantasy 16 is getting. No, no. But the Final Fantasy 16 one is $400. Hang about. <laughs> hang, hang about. Is there a collector's edition? Digital standard origin. I saw um, a website link to something just then. Ah, who the fuck cares? <laughs> um... I mean, it's Stranger of Paradise. The only person who cares is me. At the current moment, yes. Um, I mean, it was well-liked on its launch. I didn't like it. I want to give it another go, but I couldn't wrap my head around it. I'm not sure why. It's because it's weird. It's a very weird game that it has the god hand problem of explaining itself very poorly. Um, which is, it's funny, because it has extensive tutorials for every weapon type, which I think as of today, because the last DLC is out today, and as of today it includes guns as DLC weapons, and I'm assuming that the guns will get a tutorial on their use. Mm -hmm. But, like, the the flow of combat... The only reason it makes sense to me is because I come from a fighting game background. So the idea of canceling attacks into uh, special moves and placing very heavy emphasis on blocking and parrying is a big thing for me. And, you know, so, so there, there's a guard meter. Of course there's a guard meter. It's, a, it's like a fighting game. But see, this is a good explanation as to why I didn't get with it, because... I can't do fighting games. Never have been able to. I have been playing fighting games off and on for about 30 years. So, like, name a fighting game, and if I haven't played it, I've heard of it. And yes, that includes Rise of the Robots. I was definitely going to mention Rise of the Robots, yes. Um, very genuinely. I only have three fighting games I'm familiar enough with. Um, to use as frames of reference. Rise of the Robots, uh, Primal Rage, and Eternal Champions. Ugh. Only one of which is considered an actual good fighting game. Yeah, Primal Rage. Rise of the Robots, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so those are... And I, I did like those, but I can't play fighting games. So yeah, that might be the problem. Might be the problem. It's good to have a fighting game aficionado as part of the, the Gym Position podcast umbrella. I can be that for you. I can be your fighting game uh, consultant. Yeah. Granted, like, my opinions on the genre are often very unpopular, but I'm used to having unpopular opinions because it's not my fault that the entire rest of the world fails to recognize the brilliance 
of Final Fantasy XIII. Of course. It's a masterwork. Is it now? Is it now? No. <laughs> no. No. But you are a, a big fan of Final Fantasy XIII. This is something we have talked about um, off air uh, several times in the past. I do genuinely think that it's good. I think it's deeply flawed. Like every Final Fantasy game that isn't Final Fantasy X, I think that it is deeply flawed. Yeah. But I, I do think it's good. I think it makes more sense than people give it credit for. I think that, you know, as silly as the stupid proper nouns are with the Falci and the Lacy and a focus and crystal stasis and and I could keep going, I guess. But why? <laughs> See, that's what I thought about the game itself. It could keep going, but why? <laughs> Touche. But, you know, I also was very willing to buy into it, especially at the time. I was willing to buy into the first thing you have to realize and accept and internalize in order to fully appreciate Final Fantasy XIII is that Lightning, the character Lightning, is very cool all of the time, and you want to see more of her. Yes. Of course. Of course. Always. Like, for me, she encapsulates the perfect video game protagonist in that her personality is she has hair. She does have hair. It's very nice. She has hair and a face and arms and legs and clothes. She has a, a sword. That's true. She has a sword. It can turn into a gun. Just when you thought that things couldn't get any better. Exactly. I don't know what else you could possibly ask for. All right. She has hair. Yeah. She has a face. She has eyes. Eyes on the face. Eyes on the face. They say the fucking like Xenomorph is an iconic Hollywood um, like, like monster. But I didn't fucking have eyes on his fucking face. So Lightning's got one up on the Xenomorph. You fucking ain't right. And you know what? If Lightning fought a Xenomorph, she would win. Checkmate. Well, she's so cool. She's so cool all of the time. Oh, God. Like, you know what? When I was done playing Final Fantasy the Thirteenth, I thought, wow, I really hope one day Lightning returns. <laughs> and she did. She did. Twice. Twice. No, actually, uh, th there was a... Oh, God, I can't believe I'm breaking this up. There was a crossover event. Oh, no. It, this, is, this is where Final Fantasy becomes Kingdom Hearts for a little while. There was a crossover event in which, d between the events of Final Fantasy XIII 2 and Lightning Returns Final Fantasy XIII, <laughs> Lightning was briefly present in Final Fantasy XIV. What? Yes! I did not... I liked XIV... No, 14's the MMO, isn't it? Yeah, 14's the MMO. It's 15 I like. 15 also crossed over with 14. Noctis showed up, Brilliant. however briefly. Brilliant. Actually, uh, the, the the thing they did for 15 was, was fine, because it was just... They just took monsters from Final Fantasy 14 and, and plumped them in 15 for a bit. Yeah. So there's an optional boss fight against a big bird lady with tits. Brilliant. What more could you ask for? I mean, I like my big bird ladies with tits. Some would argue that that goes against the uh, genetic makeup of the typical avian creature, but I would say, fuck off, big tits. I would say, if it's good enough for Dark Souls 2, it's good enough for me. If this podcast, and indeed my uh, decades in the business have ever been about anything, it's about the philosophy that if it's good enough for Dark Souls 2, it's good enough for us. Fuck yes. I really wish I liked Dark Souls 2 a bit more than I do. <laughs> it's okay. Look, you can wear a bell on your head. You can wear a big bell on your head. And if someone hits you in the head, it goes boom. I mean, what more could you ask for except for uh, a video game protagonist with eyes and hair and a bird with tits? Exactly. That's all we want. We want our video game protagonists to have faces and hair we want a bell on our head that goes bong, and we want birds with breasts. Real ones that produce. Yes, that I, I presume they lactate. I should hope so. That does give them the unique ability, you know, to make their own custard. <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> That's true. And that, that I think, is uh, an example of something that, that we could say we've learned. On this journey. On this journey. I'm sure we'll talk about Elden Ring eventually. Eventually. But the, the point of today's podcast, um, just in case anyone's been on tenterhooks for the past uh, near hour, is that um, these... <laughs> The Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise pre-order baseball cap is not very expensive on eBay. No, it isn't. <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> That's what we were trying to get to. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so if you if you want to, if you want to, if you want to be part of just the coolest of the cool kids clubs, right? Pop on eBay. Get yourself a Stranger of Paradise. Final Fantasy Origin hat. They're 12 quid. It's a black trucker style cap with white text on it (laughs) that tells you the title of the game just in case you forget that it is of and and not in. You've got a, that that conjunction is, uh, that's that's not a conjunction, is it? I don't know. It's fucking boring, is that hat. Yeah. It's not a good hat. It might as well just have written on it, this is a hat. But it's 12 quid. Yeah. Actually, it would have been way better if it had just said chaos on it. Yes. In, like, just plain white Arial font. Just chaos. (laughs) Oh, dear. But you liked that game. I did like that game. I I liked that game. I thought it was... uh... It's the same thing that draws me to Final Fantasy in general, is that it was it was sincere. Yeah. Stranger of Paradise is very the game that it is. And it it's just it's it put itself out there and it's just like, yes, this is exactly what I am. The trailers that saw a man put headphones in his ears and blast new metal <laughs> that like during a um a briefing in a throne room? No joke, that's just what this video game is. And I, I guess I just kind of... In this in this world uh, and these times of genre savvy, where everything has to be a, a, a wink and a nod and, a, and a, a... You know, we can be self-referential and self-deprecating. We can be the Avengers... And and not even not even the fucking Avengers video game could be the Avengers movie, I guess. No. I mean that game can't be anything now. No, except dead. Dead as fucking disco. And half as tasteful. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Yeah. Maybe that's what that's what that game needed is more hairspray. Yeah. Applied directly to the disc <laughs> and then a match tossed onto it. I would love to see that. Uh but no, I I uh, I'll 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 certainly give Final Fantasy that. It is 100% committed to the absolute bollocks that it comes out with. Yep. But I think we should start wrapping up because Zoom's given me another 10 minutes. Oh, bollocks. I'll have to fucking sort that out before the next one. But I think we've learned a lot today. I think we have as well. I think we've we've drawn some... Excellent conclusions. Uh, learned a little bit about, well, mostly about how much uh, three or four collector's editions are on eBay. That's mostly what we've learned today. That's the takeaway. Final Fantasy XV's one uh, actually has gone up Ooh. from the MSRP. So that was actually what I was going to say is that's on the other end. Yes, yes. We, we neglected to mention the ones on the other end. Final Fantasy XV? Final Fantasy fifteen. Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, yeah, I could see that being quite costly. Bloodborne. Mmm. Yeah, that that just screams appreciated value. I forgot it had one. It was exclusive to Europe. Huh. It's got a little bell. You can ding a little bell. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. So am I. I have thought about buying it before. I've got the uh, the collector's edition of Octopath Traveler, and it's got a coin in it that's like a, a, a leaf, one of the um, the the actual currency. And I love like trinkets that are like they're from the actual world. Big sucker for that. But we are getting 
uh, sidetracked again. We are. Uh, and I do want to make sure that we're good and wrapped up. So thank you, Elsa, for being on. Anytime, any place. I will quit my job and abandon a family funeral to <laughs> to do this. That's the kind of commitment I uh, quite reasonably uh, ask for uh, from anyone I, I work with. If you've got any socials or, or other such things you would like to point our listeners to, do please share. I I have a Tumblr. Ooh. Would you like to you, you can follow me at um six gunbreaker on Tumblr at SIX hyphen gun hyphen breaker dot tumblr dot com if you want to see me mostly reblog pictures of old rotting houses and indecipherable tumblr memes sounds great and i i guess if you want to know if the listeners want to know who i am i'm elsa farron you may have heard me on talking to women about video games where i occasionally provide the voice of the redneck tonberry as well as many other voices yes your voices are excellent well thank you I don't know what that voice was, but but thank you. It was close to Beetle from Wind Waker. Thank you! Oh, Jesus. Oh! One of the few impressions I, I feel like I actually nail. That just makes me think of the, the, the barmaid from that one Boston's favorite son. Oh, you fucking bastard! You fucking bastard! Oh, dear. We can... We can have a quick tussle in the dump corner, so long as the bard watches. He's got a bard on for you. Oh, and I'm... <laughs> Jesus, fucking. There we go. Oh, dear, what a wonderful way to uh, end our pilot debut episode of a podcast that will have a name... The Trash Girl Diaries. The Trash... Oh, my God, I love that. That's what it is. The Trash Girl Diaries. The Trash Girl Diaries. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, See, this is this is what decades of playing Final Fantasy has gotten me, as I can title things now. All right, and this is what decades of wanking over the Red Shoe Diaries does for me. I instantly love it. Perfect. And da- David Duchovny was a handsome man. Uh, thank you all for listening, everyone. Thank you so much. I moved on from Red Shoe Diaries. I don't want anyone thinking that, like, like two decades later, I'm still wanking over it. I've decided that's the line. I've decided that's what I'll be embarrassed about, is if... He- Sorry, let's just end it there. You like you like porn. Yeah. Pornographic material. So so do I. So do I. Yeah, yeah. Um really not not got a problem. No quarrel with it. Well, you know, aside from all the ethical uh, uh stuff in the uh, the behavior in the business. I'm just gonna end the podcast now. I'd like to thank Angela White. Yes. For her her positive contributions to porn. Uh, Angela White, very dedicated uh, performer. Uh, I, on that light, would like to just throw out, you know, just an old school thank you to Gianna Michaels as well. And, uh... Bye. Ta-ta.